What's up guys, welcome back to Price to Sell Podcast. And on today's episode, we had a highly requested one. So we had to bring him on, Mr. Aaron Farrell out in Durham. The guy is crushing it. He's also a top 3535 in Canada, top 2% in Canada. And he runs an amazing team, has his own staging company, has his own furniture company. The guy just blew my mind. So he just took real estate to a whole new level and you guys are about to see what he does because he blew me away and it's just super inspiring. So if you guys want to get really cool value on how to really run a business, this is the one. Also, if you haven't checked out the merch, like the hat I'm wearing right now, in our description we have pricesellpodcast.com. All the merch is there, you got the hats, you got the t-shirts, the sweaters, so go and check that out. And if you have not subscribed to this channel, please do. We also have our sub-channel called Field Trips. If you guys wanna see some really cool properties around the world, I'll be touring them all with the listing agents. Some of them are just absolutely insane, so we dropped quite a few already. We have a lot in the pipeline and I'm continuously traveling on the back end, seeing these properties just to bring you guys some really cool tours. So go on and check that out as well. Other than that, go check this episode out. I'll see you guys soon. What's up everybody? Welcome back. This is the Price to Sell podcast. And I am your host, Matthew Campoli, and we have a really excited, exciting one today. Uh, it's funny because I feel like I've known this guy forever, but I don't. And I'm about to learn all about him. And yeah. so are you. Yeah. But we have Mr. Aaron Farrow in the building. Absolutely crushes it in the space. He's got a solid team, Farrow and Associates, and we're excited to learn a lot from him today. And so am I, because he, he's pulling a mat. He didn't want to tell me much about him and his and his past mm -hmm. prior to the this chat, mm -hmm. so I can learn here on the fly, which is what I like to do. And I did for him when I did a house tour with him. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to see the property before we filmed, no. just so I can get a genuine reaction. Wouldn't come in the door. So I'm about to get a genuine reaction today. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I feel like even when we said when you showed up to to shoot Cremanis, like socials, you feel like you've known the person forever. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay, we've been talking about doing this for ages. Yeah. So it's great to be here. And this is my. Second time seeing you? Second time, isn't it? Yeah, that that's crazy? crazy. Wow. Social We've media. Talked, yeah. That's nuts. It is crazy. It is crazy. But I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having, me thanks on, for having me. Thanks for coming, man. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, for those that don't know who you are, give them a little bit of uh, the, the tea. Who yeah, is sure. Who is Mr. Aaron? Let, let's start. Let's go with the story. Tell us about your story. Yeah, so like my story getting into real Actually, estate? Actually, no, let, let's preface it for, from what you are currently. What you, your, well, your team, where you operate. Sure. And you're, you're also your top 35 as well? Top 35, under 35 in yeah. Canada with Royal LePage. Um, we were Red Diamond Award. I mean, the awards don't necessarily always matter, but our, our team is, um, it's an exciting team. There's 11 members on my team. Mm -hmm. um, and he's only four years in the business, yeah. mind you. Yeah. That's huge. It's obviously elevated a little bit because we have some other businesses as well that work within our real estate team. Mm -hmm. So that expands the back end admin. But we have, there's four agents on our team. We work out of Northumberland County. Um, I've been in the business for four years and, um, you know, we also have our own staging company in house and some other things going on, which we'll, we'll maybe touch on later, but, um, got into real estate because I was flipping houses and it kind of organically happened that way. When I left high school, um, went and, uh, left high school, didn't know what to do. I stayed back for grade 13 because I wanted to play more rugby, Cool. broke my foot, like okay. first tournament of the year. So I couldn't really play, um, the rest of the year I had to have some surgeries and stuff. 
So an opportunity came up. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, dropped out of grade 13 and went and worked in Fort Mac on the oil sands. Okay. And then... Where were, but were you... Before you went to work there, you're from Ontario? From Ontario. Okay. Like, I grew up in Coburg. Yeah. So we're still there. Um, I love I love Northumberland. Like, it's mm-hmm. got a lot to offer. It's a great space to live. Um, but then I was doing fly-ins and fly-outs. So I would fly out for 20, 40-day shifts, just jackhammering, bushhammering concrete on the oil sands. Um and then on my turnarounds off, after being out there for two years, you know, I'd saved up enough to buy a house. And I'm like, well, like I'm never home. And uh, so let's, let's look into getting an investment property. So I considered um, either a flip or a rental. When you're like 19, you're like, uh, you know, flips a little quicker money. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a little more eager at yeah. that point. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, we'll try a flip. And then I was flying out and flying back, work on the house when I was back. And then from there, started the staging company to sell the, to, to market the flips and then got my license to sell the flips. And that's kind of how it worked. Interesting. So that's that's a cool little... Transition. Uh, yeah, and, and like order. Kind of like, backwards, right? The, or the order you did that in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Freaking dirt bikes out there. But um, okay, that's interesting. So you, you wanted to flip and then you just said, instead of hiring someone, just screw it, let me start my own. That's very on the fly for a 19-year-old. Well, like the interesting thing was, is um, the agent that I had at the time when the flip was done, I was like, you know, we're all done. It looks great. I got super obsessed with watching HGTV, right? Like you're like 19 and you're seeing the shows and you're seeing the transformations they're doing. And you're like, that's what I want to replicate. And I'm like, okay, so do you have a stager? She's like, well, we don't actually have a staging company in our marketplace. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Opportunity. Yeah. And my mother, shout out to her you know, love her. She, yeah, she is a phenomenal designer. She mm-hmm. always has been. She didn't work in, in real estate at all. Um, but she and I would go and we'd go to the rental centers. We'd go to winners, home sense, scoop up a bunch of stuff and we'd furnish the house. And then the agent kept being like, you know, when we got through a few more flips, she was like, you guys are doing a really good job. Like you should start a staging company. And so f- fast forward to being, you know, 22, um, the same foot that I broke playing rugby, you know, it got injured on the oil sands. Um, it got crushed by a skid steer. I was oh, very no, lucky I, to, to, wow. to keep the foot. Like it was spring, so it sunk, but had to come home, was on LTIR. Soon as we flew back out, um, we went into work one day and everyone was laid off. So I, I'm like 22, don't have enough money to finish the flip that I was currently working on. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's start a staging company because I didn't have any education. I didn't go to college. Um, and, and use that, grow that to finish this flip and then, and then carry on from there. Crazy. So, yeah. It was a weird, a weird set of events, but it's kind of like, it's like one of those things you look back on it and like, for example, even that flip, like wh- horrible, mm-hmm. like it was right in 2017, just as the international buyer's tax came yeah. in, the whole market started plunging. We sold the house three times over and the deals kept falling through. No way. Yeah. And every time we sold it, like it just kept getting lower and lower yeah. to the point where when it was finally done, I essentially lost everything that I had saved up. Like it was a, it was a mess. But I look at that and I look at the resiliency and in, in being in Fort Mac and learning a lot about hard work and a lot of that, like I feel like set the stage for then getting into real estate and growing the business. That's awesome. Yeah. And you did this, you did the flips in Coburg? Flips in Coburg. So how many flips did you do? I think I've done five. That's crazy, man. I've done five. Love that. Yeah. How, 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 is, how is the flipping space out there? <clears throat> you potential? know, pardon me. Potential? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. For the right property. Like Northumberland County, people come to Northumberland. Like if you're doing rural properties yeah. with a nice set of land, like we have a we have a, a huge market that really wants to come to our area for that. Mm-hmm. And um and so I, I learned you know, you learn through trial and error and through failure and advice and but it's a it's a great market for it. Obviously a little different now, but previously it had been pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah. And then you got your license after. Yeah. And then so that same flip that I was saying that I was mentioning that um, wasn't selling deals fell through, deals fell through. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get my license to to sell this. So the first house I ever sold was my own house. Very cool. Yeah. And then we, we kind of just went from there. And obviously, for, you know, after that, it was like, okay, well, I, 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 I'm laid off from my other job. Don't have any money left over. So now where I thought being an agent was going to be a hobby and flipping houses as an investor was going to be the job, um, I can't afford to get flips anymore. Mm -hmm. So let's start taking real estate seriously. Yeah. And then, you know, went from there. So 2018, you got your license. Fall of 2018. Nice. I'm a fall. I was fall 2016. Dude. Oh, we're fall guys. It's a great sign. Maybe that's why we connect so well. I think so. Yeah. I think I love, I love leaves. You? I mean, I'm born September 30th. Oh, I'm I'm same. I'm born February. Yeah, that is yeah. really close. Yeah. So, I mean, that must be it. You know, it we're must both be. born so close. Love yeah. fall. Yeah. It's the best time of the year. Both of like light colors that we're wearing today. Yep. I'm very wearing like super light Absolutely. Colors. Absolutely. Awesome. Live in the same area. We live in the same area. I'm downtown yeah. Toronto. You're in Coburg. Yeah, really That's close. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. So, see, so guys, like so many synergies. It's just it's insane. This is why naturally when we met, yeah. it just... It was a click. It was. It was a slow-mo, actually. One of those slow-mo dance scenes. Like, you know, just we were skipping. And I was watching you along the hillside. Everything was blurry and like hearts were flying. It was crazy. How about that view though? The view was nuts. And maybe that sword. Still for sale? It, it, yeah. I've okay. got a few actually a little bit of interest in it, yeah. but you know, they're coming in like 110 million, just mm-hmm. a little light. <laughs> well, Aaron's got a, I toured, so just for context, I toured, did one of my field trips. I wanted Aaron's Aaron's. wondering, what is, what yeah, are you talking yeah. about? 110 million, a little light. I did a I did a field trip of one of his listings in Coburg. Gorgeous property with six acres. Yeah, just just under, just six, under six acres. acres. Fourteen thousand square feet. Four thousand square feet, just like crazy ass house. And and I did it to just show, like a perspective. You know, it, it, it listed at. Uh, it's listed at three point six six five million. Three point six six five million, and you know, from what you can buy in Coburg to what you can buy in Toronto, just the crazy contrast. Mm-hmm. Wicked house. So that's what we're talking about. Uh, but they'll see home. the rest of those details later. You will when that video launches yeah. 100%. It might actually launch before this podcast. Probably will. It will. So you guys will might have some context what we're talking yeah. about. But all right. So, you know, you got, you got, you did, you did some steps. It's interesting because I, when you told me you have your staging company and all that, you like, you would think that you have your license and then you, you start to develop those yeah. things after. We have that stuff first, which is cool. Yeah. So, now you're in the business. I have your license. Like, how yeah. are you now? How are you starting to source deals? Did you have a network pr- prior to this? Did you just got to go out there guns blazing? Like, how did you start to pick up your real estate clients? Because you're in a position where you're no income coming in. Mm-hmm. You want to fund these flips. Mm-hmm. You got to go. You got to sell some homes or just pay back the massive amount of debt that it, like people go to you know college. And yeah. they get like a college debt. Uh, I left that last flip with a real estate debt, and I'm like, okay, well, I got to really get going here. Um, I think for me. The, one of the first things I realized is having our own staging company in-house, it was a massive value add because we'd offer it for free, right? So having that to leverage that really helped when you're maybe a newer agent and you don't have the experience with that offset. But in terms of to get going, like I, I vividly remember I went into to the town planning department. I got a full map 
of the town of Coburg. And I'm like, I'm door knocking every single house. Love that. And for weeks in July in a suit, because I thought that's what you did, right? You wear a suit in July door knocking houses to the point where people would be like, I'd get to the door and they'd be like, hey, do, like, do you want to come in and get like a glass of water? Like you don't look well. Um, but I stuck with it and I just went from every single neighborhood. I'd park my car, I'd plan a route and I'd highlight every single house as I did. It. And I, I, I think I, I door knocked, you know, over 3000 houses. Wow. And, uh, I didn't get any business from it at that point. Interesting. Um, but I built a ton of, uh, personal skills with communicating with people and discussing real estate. And yeah. it was so organic, um, that it also gave me a lot of confidence, which I think helped me down the road too. And you never know, like you never know how many of those deals translated later, mm -hmm. right? You don't have a direct correlation. Um, but that was kind of how I started. And then I was just as hungry as I could be. And I think that's a really big thing when you're starting is being in Fort McMurray, like going out there as a 17 year old kid. Mm -hmm. um, to preface this, I'm working with a company from the Maritimes. Shout out to Maritimers, hardest working people. Yeah. Like, unbelievable and for them at that time you know they're working out there they're it's not just young kids they're leaving their families and they're going and working in northern alberta for 20 straight days they're working very hard because the money that they could get out there is nowhere close to what they'd be getting in in mm -hmm. the maritimes so if at any point i was slacking there was an like an uncle or a family member or someone that would be grateful to replace me at any moment yeah so i learned more about hard work out there than anything and, and that really helped translate too, I think, into just that that hunger and that drive to work hard and, and start and keep pushing. Yeah. Yeah. 3,000 homes is a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of houses. Yeah. Ton of houses. What, what was your pitch? You, you show up to the door. What, what were you saying? Well, at that time, um, a friend of mine was, it actually wasn't even real estate related. Like I'm a big fan of like, um, if it gets into real estate, great. But I'm, I feel like being organic about it is really good. And at the time, a friend of mine um, was doing a fundraiser. The humble Broncos crash had just happened. And we had a junior A hockey team, the Cobra Cougars, mm -hmm. there as well. And he was doing a fundraiser. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm planning on door knocking all these houses. Why don't I just put your event on it and just go around and hand them out? And then on the back was like a little bit about myself. And if it got to real estate, great. But if it didn't, that's fine. Interesting. Yeah. Did you feel, so how did that make you feel about approaching the door? Different? Because you're not trying to sell them on real estate. It took it was all the more, pressure off. Right? I'm just, I'm just here as a, another human being. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, I grew up playing hockey, too. Yeah. So, like, I definitely related to that. And a bunch of my close friends played junior. And I'm like, you know, so that really resonated big. And um, I remember going up, and I, I, I vividly remember switching the side of the card after, like, five or ten, like, that I handed out. Because, I, you know, you're young, you don't know anything. And I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to sell real estate. I'm going to pitch myself, talk about my brokerage, all this. Like, no one wants to hear that at their mm -hmm. door. Like, let's be honest. And and I realized that pretty quickly. And then as soon as I just went up there organically, like, I'm just trying to have a conversation with you as a person. I don't care if it gets into real estate. I don't care if anything comes from this. It changed the the, the total approach to the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Way more organic. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I used to, uh, I, I, was, I was cold calling, door knocking in the beginning as well. And uh, one of the guys who was like a master door knocker in my office, he would get, he would just put uh, $5 Tim's cards in his back pocket. Mm -hmm. And essentially whoever answered the door, he would just leave them with the Tim's card. So I started to do that. Yeah. You know, I started off with one because I only had like five bucks in my bank account. Yeah, yeah. So I knocked on one door. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> yeah, put a couple in there and then I would just go to the doors like, hey, you know, if this person doesn't answer, that's their loss. 
right? Because yeah. I got five bucks for you. And back then, and I mean, you'll never five know. bucks was a couple coffees. It was. Right? So, um, yeah, I should just go with that mentality, took the pressure off. And then when people did answer, I was like, all right, this person's about, you know, I'm about to like make this person's day potentially. So mm-hmm. it's more so like, yeah, you take, it's not so much the real estate mm-hmm. sell. Mm-hmm. It's how are you? I'm this person. This is my area. For if sure. you ever need anything, let me know. And, you know, thank you for even giving me the time today. Here's a $5 tips yeah. card, you know? If there's anything I've realized through that, your pitch, right? Yeah. Is the best pitch is not a pitch. Best pitch is no pitch at all. And especially in our community, um, I don't even do real estate events. Like we just want to do community events, community um, donations, community giveaways, like whatever we can do. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, it's a, a people business. All of us are professionals that understand our market. We know our stats and, and the confidence is there now as you're experienced. But when you're trying to build rapport with that client, it's just about connecting on a human level. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, you could have all the awards and market all the awards. And even when I started, I used to talk about the awards that I had, but they don't really matter. Like yeah. what the person is trying to do is connect with you on a personal level. So they feel comfortable with you working with them to sell their house. Yeah. It's a very personal thing. Agreed. Yeah. And yeah, I feel, um, I haven't done much community stuff. I intend on doing mm-hmm. it, but I feel like it works like wonder, wonders. And it's also, um, it, it certainly works, but it's also super like rewarding. Mm-hmm. Like it's really nice to yeah, have that, especially sure. with the team now too. And like having the other agents on the team and everyone else, like when you're creating a fun event like that, like it's just great for morale for everyone. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. To Agreed. But yeah, I think, I think, I think your community is a, I've always been a believer that like as realtors, um, being community focused is huge and your community is a huge reason why you're successful. So I feel like you also have some sense of internal obligation to also support what has supported you. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, you'll, you'll be great. You'll be a natural man. I like communities. Yeah. Community centers. Communities are good. Yeah. Yeah. Community. Um, so you had a listening appointment today. I did. How'd it go? Went well. I think you got it. Yeah. You did get it. Yeah. Atta boy. So I feel like it's probably because they heard that I was on the phone with Matt Campoli just before I walked <laughs> up and they're like, well, if you're speaking with that guy and you're going to be on the price to sell podcast, we have your exposure must be crazy. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's that's essentially. Yeah. So, guys, Aaron pays me 0.25 uh, percent per listing appointment to just, call me as I'm getting to the yeah. door. They answer and I go, sorry, Matt Campoli, I got to go. Yeah. And they're like, oh, done. Did you bring the Where's contract the today? Yeah. Yeah. You have quite a lot of influence. <laughs> they right? answer the door with pens most of the time. Yeah. Sometimes I, I've, I remember you told me a story like a seller actually fell out of the door because they were just trying to like... And then naturally just went the paper. like yeah, that. Crazy yeah. how that yeah. works. It's just wild. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I know you crush it with listings. I know you crush your listings. I mean, you have a great offering, mm-hmm. right? So how are those listing presentations? How, how do you go in? How do you crush it? You, 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 like, you're very consistent with the amount of listings that you have mm-hmm. on hand at all times. Mm-hmm. You know? So like it's, it's, it's really cool to see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a, a solid team you've built too, but mm-hmm. I mean... Only four years, you know, mm-hmm. done a lot. You, you reached some like crazy ass like milestones already. Yeah, thank you. So what are you doing differently? I, I know obviously you have a full in-house thing like mm-hmm. that must work wonders for you. But tell, tell us about that whole offering. Yeah, so I think the biggest thing that I realized is like this dates back to the effect of having that staging company coming in is like if you want to if you want to be significantly better than the more experienced competition, you cannot only be just a little bit better. Yeah. You got to be significantly better. Um, and I'm a huge manifestation guy, like massive. Mm-hmm. Um, again, my mother, love her to death. She, when I was like 12, gave me a book called The Secret, all about oh, the laws of attraction. At 12 years old, eh? Yes. Wow, what a, 
it, if you guys have kids out there, give them the secret ASAP. You yeah. know, like literally. Phenomenal yeah. book. Yeah. And so I was at a young age pretty primed about the laws of attraction, all mm -hmm. that. So how this ties in is when I started, um, I wrote myself, and I still have this note in my phone, wrote myself a note. And this was similar. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the Jim Carrey speech. He like, it was like 1994. He wrote himself a check three years. $10 million. From, yes. Mm -hmm. And then Dumb and Dumber just closed. Yeah. $10 million. So sweet. Yeah. And so when I had just started, I wrote myself a note. I'm like, this is my plan. And, and Elon Musk, who I'm a big fan of, always talks about this is make your long-term goals very aggressive. Yeah. You know, cause usually the time horizon that you allow yourself to do something is what you'll give yourself. So hence why four years maybe seems like a lot's happened, but I wanted to do it all really quick. And I wrote myself a note of, you know, first it was start a staging company. Second was obviously get licensed, but then build a real estate team. Third was create a client care center. So, you know, what that means is we have a 5,000 square foot client care center. It houses all of our in-house inventory. It houses our moving truck and it has storage units in it. And then four was start a uh, furniture and retail company. So retail and e-commerce. Five is not there yet. It's, you know, just figure out a way to transition this into a brokerage model, but we'll see how that plays out. I don't know, but we're both Royal LePage guys. I love Royal LePage, so I'm not going yeah. anywhere. Don't yeah. worry. But how this translates into our listing packages, I wanted to create an end-to-end -end system that really provided a ton of hands-free uh, service for our clients. If you understand Coburg and Northumberland County, it's a retirement demographic area. So ease of use is also huge. So how our process now works is all of these businesses are in-house, they funnel into one another, and they all work to basically make the process of, you know, before we get there, we're delivering the listing package, they book the appointment, it's on their door that day, even if the appointment's next week. Yeah. It's there with the service offering, review it, because it's gonna be something out of the box, they're not gonna understand it, they're gonna have questions. I want those to happen when I'm there for the listing appointment. And are you expediting that to them instantly? You have Instantly. So our team coordinator, yeah, our team coordinator, the job is we have our CRM. I input the lead into the CRM. We create a task. This needs to be done. It's an ASAP task. They go to the client care center. We have a black branded box. Our listing guy goes in it, cover letter. Great to meet you. Looking forward to see you at such and such time. Uh, business card laminated to it. And then we throw a branded team cookie in it. Oh, nice. I mean, who doesn't love cookies? Genius. This guy's, this guy's smart. Okay, continue. So then the black box is dropped off to them, and like it's like a black suede embossed box. It's a nice-looking box. You guys make all of this stuff? Uh, yeah, I spend a lot of my nights physically building these boxes. Okay. No, we outsource the boxes. Yeah, okay, okay. But we put the guide together. Like yeah. We put all this together. Mm -hmm. Like Our marketing manager has done an amazing job, shout out to Sam, in creating an awesome listing presentation. Yeah. So this gets there. I show up for the listing appointment. The nice thing now is the listing appointment isn't about what I do. I can just focus because they know what we're offering. I can just focus for that entire appointment on just building rapport with them. Why are you moving? Like, mm -hmm. what's going on in your life? How can we provide you with the service you're looking for? So anyway, say we get the listing. The next point is our, our staging, our in-house staging and interior design team. We have three stagers and designers. They're going to go through for a room-by-room -room consult, put a whole plan together. Um, on staging day, we're going to have a list for them of what's coming out of the house and what's going in. Our moving team and our moving truck is now going to show up. It'll unload our staging items and then it'll load up anything that they need stored and we'll move it back to our client care center and put in one of our climate controlled storage units. It'll stay there till they're sold and we'll swap it out when they're sold. Where the furniture company comes in is obviously to run all of this. It's a significant overhead. So we'll do monthly pop-ups so that we can turn over inventory and offset costs. And then hopefully the e-commerce site will help with that as well. But it allows us to have all of this working together 
to basically help them with like a hands-off end-to-end system that's going to have their house presented the best that we can. And that's kind of what we're trying to build. Genius. Yeah, thank you. Can I adopt you? I thought I already was. Ah, shit. I've been telling people this whole time. Yeah, yeah, you're going to train my kids, buddy. You're training my kids. I don't know about that. I don't (laughs) know about that. That's great. I'm I'm mind blown. Yeah. What a, like, talk about... um, standing out above the rest like you said like mm-hmm. you like you clearly are doing that that's crazy man mm-hmm. this is a first for me that i'm hearing like this kind of th- I, I know like a lot of people operate at this high level but like this is like good for you man well i don't think either too that it's like <clears throat> this master plan like believe me like anything in business happens organically yeah it's like of course you know it's like i wanted to like it just made sense to have it because then on the buy side our buyers go and buy a house our interior designers can be like what furniture do you want for your house yes and design it for them mm-hmm. and then get them a, a, a furniture at a, at a discount yeah People don't, one thing I've learned about furnishing, it's not too much of a sidebar, but the markup's unbelievable. Yeah. So when you're buying new furniture, the markup can be anywhere from 250 to 300%. Wow. Well, I, I'm not looking to retire off selling furniture. Mm-hmm. So we can sell our furniture at almost cost because we're just looking to achieve a goal, which is turn over the furniture and help offset a little bit of our rent costs for the warehouse and things yeah. like that. But ultimately, all of it funnels together mm-hmm. because if you realize how much when someone sells a house, the business funneling that happens is unbelievable. Yeah. And if you can create a pipeline to navigate it down, you're extending your time with the client that you're building it's rapport so and working for them. And you're also just making the whole process easier for them. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be necessarily what we're doing, but I just think it's like, you're a real estate agent. Matt, you're a real estate agent. You're also a business owner because you're a real estate agent. So how hard is it to create other businesses to support your main business? Yeah. Right? And I think yeah. that, so it doesn't have to be necessarily this, but it could be anything. You're really thinking outside that black velvet box, my friend. I know. And I thought it was a big box, but you know. It's not. Not big enough. I'm mind blown. I'm actually like uh, taken away. You're actually, this is, this is amazing. I love the cr- crazy level of thought, like your thought process. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome, man. It, it Thanks, speaks buddy. to like your success and everything too. I think so. I think what it did is it helped offset, because um, when you're young, right? Like they, they see the age and they just think experience is an issue. Yes. So if you can then be confident and know your numbers mm-hmm. um, and you can show up and answer those questions, then that'll give them ease. But what'll, what'll make them more inclined to work with you is if they feel like they're actually just genuinely getting a better service offering. And if you can build it in a way too, where your margins work, like we don't charge an extra commission. We charge, you know, a standard commission for our area. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you bring it in house, right, your margins are offset. Um, and then ultimately, you can just focus on giving the client the best service. I think that's really important. That's all it is. I love that. Yeah. And in terms of like lead gen and all that stuff now, like, is it, uh, are you farming? Yeah, we farm. Like, we, we always farm. Farming's important. But what also is really cool is, not to tie it back into this too much, but like my staging company, it's exclusive only for us, but it has its own website. So when yeah. people type in staging company in Coburg, we pop up and then they realize it's a free exclusive staging company. So that's interesting. Let's give this guy a call and see on this model. Or, you know, our retail pop-ups, we market our retail pop-ups like crazy to get people through the door. Like I think our last pop-up last month, we had almost 400 people through the warehouse for the sale. So that's 400 people that are getting a physical view of our warehouse, our process, and our whole team there is there for that event. Usually doing like a a food drive or giving away free pumpkins or whatever, something for the community. But we're there and they're getting that experience. So that is a physical farming that has been tied in from those businesses. Um, but of course, like I love mail outs. Like yeah. <clears throat> I just think, especially in our community, retirement demographic, they're super effective. Uh, and then obviously socials have always been huge. 
which I don't need to tell you anything about socials, but what's a social? Huh? What's a social? I have no idea. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll, we'll maybe we'll do an episode on what a social is. On sure. There. I'm not too sure. No. Yeah. I'll have to research a little bit on that. Yeah. Yeah. So again, man, like you've, you've done it. Holy crap. This mm-hmm. is awesome. Mm-hmm. Are you, uh, so, okay. So you, you wrote that, those numbers, you had that five, those five steps of things you wanted stuff. to do, right? Yeah. You want to talk about some other stuff you've written? I'm sure you have more. Oh, future. I have tons. Yeah, right. I have tons. Like, because with that kind of mentality, because I know, I know, I do, I do similar things. Yeah, depends. Sometimes people like to share. Some people don't. You got to keep some of your cards close. You but do. No, but do. I mean, I think maybe to side to transition away from that is like you know behind all of that is also just mindset. Yes. Everything you do, anything you accomplish in life stems from mindset. Mm-hmm. That's everything. Yeah. So of course, I'm huge with goals. I talked to the team about that. Is like, make your we make our big goals as long term as possible as quick as possible to be done but then you set daily goals but i think you know some other things is we're excited to launch the e-commerce site that's big um but then even just in terms of the goals that i set for myself like i've realized that in order to be in the top shape in business you also have to be in the top shape personally yeah physically physically yeah. mentally mm-hmm. i think burnout's a very real thing it is but i've also realized that burnout doesn't always connect with hours worked because there's times where I'm burnt out and I'm still working really long days and there's times where I'm working crazy days but I'm not burnt out one bit it's interesting you say that you know like we, we have this pop-up coming up so the other night I was you know obviously real estate is the priority <coughs> so we're there we're working throughout the day and then you know it's it's eight nine o'clock at night real estate day is done now it's time to focus on getting ready for the pop-up so I'm at like the warehouse like sanding and refinishing spools that we're using for tables for the pop-up till 2 a.m like I didn't sleep a lot but I exercised, I am eating good, I'm prioritizing my own health. So I don't feel like burnout comes in as play as, as much yeah. when you're not taking care of yourself. I know you're a big advocate for that. Yeah, for sure. There are days, like, I mean, yeah, there, there are days I come, like yesterday, for example, I was back to back to back to back mm-hmm. to back and squeezing things in, you mm-hmm. know, like every hour on the hour, like mm-hmm. I had um, showing, listing appointment, showing, meeting, uh, showing, doctors, showing i go home at like 10 p.m yeah fully suited all day yeah sweating because i'm a sweater yeah and uh it's sticky and i even on my last showing it was at like 8 30 in the evening and i was just like high on life and like right. i know my clients are feeling my energy too right typically if you know someone works a 6 a.m 8 p.m day of just like non-stop action because you know i work out and all that stuff prior mm-hmm. to all that everything mm-hmm. i mentioned you would think by that time you're like exhausted you're you just want yeah, and then after the, after that, I'm still so high on life that I just put on the most uplifting and high vibe music yeah. that I absolutely love in the nighttime yeah. to drive to. Yeah, I'm singing my heart out, you For know. Sure. I'm loving. I'm just loving it, and then I come home and I'm just like buzzing, you know. It's like being in a flow state. Yes, exactly. Right. So when you're in a That's flow exactly state, it. you're just you. But it also helps because obviously we're two individuals that are passionate about what we do. Mm-hmm. When you love what you do, it makes it a little easier. But don't get me wrong, on days where I'm I'm lacking in my personal health and my personal well-being, although I love the job, it weighs on you a little heavier. Yeah. Opposed to when you're really locked, like the sauna. Yeah. I know you're a huge advocate of that. Big sauna guy. Huge. Well, I, I, don't, I don't think I get as much business from the sauna as you do. You got to take the towel off. Hmm. <laughs> Dean's laughing. That makes there. a lot of sense. <laughs> don't do that, guys. I'm totally kidding. You're going to get slapped. <laughs> Sorry, Dean. <laughs> But, but um, yeah. yeah, don't, 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 don't do that. I won't. Um, but anyway, yeah, health and fitness is great. It's, yeah. It's super important. 
and the sauna is great too. Sauna is good just for the pores. Are you, do you have like a, are you a routine guy? Do you have like a structure? Some people have it in the morning, some people have it in the evening. Morning always. What's your morning like? I mean, I, if anyone's in, if anyone's like doing real estate and they're relying on that routine for the gym to come in the evenings, how are you doing it consistently? Yeah. Because that's when a lot of showings or things it's are true. happening. It's very true. Um, that time in the morning, I have, um, you know, even for me, like, I have, uh, you know, people that I speak with and mentors and whatever, and time blocking has become a huge thing. So time blocking they my tell you that? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Because I used to be running around like a chicken with his head cut off, like, Same. and it was a mess. And then yeah. I'd try and scrape to the gym or I'd try and do this. And it was so bad. And I felt like the business ran me because I was yep. young and ambitious mm -hmm. and I wanted to, this person texted me, I am texting you back in 30 seconds. Yeah. Like I'm there. Yep. But it also gets to a point where then the quality of your response is lessened because you're not taking the time to focus on you. So like I usually time block and I, I try and rarely keep my phone off of me until like 9 a.m. Nice. And I take the mornings to do what I need. So if mm -hmm. it's a run or a workout or getting a good breakfast in, you know, finishing up some things I need to do, that morning is the time that I allocate to get my head in the right space for the day. Yeah. And I think that's 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 been one thing I learned because I got burnt out and it was tough. And since I've instilled that through my coach and things I've learned, it's a really changed thing. It's a long-term game. What kind of coach do you have? Well, so I have, um, I have a lot of realtors. Um, for example, even like Michael McDougall, yep. for example. Yep. Um, he's been a great resource for me. He taught me a ton about team systems. Cool. So shout out Michael. Mm -hmm. He's done very well for me on that. But I also have um, even counselors that I speak with, mentors, like motivational coaches. I just try and, I try and pull as much as I can from everyone. Yes. And I don't rely on one person. I, I take everything in that I can. I refine it to see what suits and works for me. Um, and then I implement that in my life. And obviously the goal is just to get better every day. Yeah. I love it. And, you know, a lot of, like, I'm, I feel like... Uh, what are, what are do you have a coach as well? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, you invest tell. in yourself, you, you know? Yeah. Um, I have a trainer. I've yeah. been working out since I was six, uh, 16 years old. You yeah. would think, you know, who needs a trainer? You still got to have a trainer. Always things right? to learn. I have a... I have a trainer i have a boxing coach i have a life coach i have uh you know just good circle around me that sure. i'm always just kind of having phone calls with and and just masterminding with yeah but it's super important and i i noticed a theme as of late uh between recording this now and, and episodes we just launched yeah there's a lot of like a lot of attraction or mindset yeah. and like positivity or, or routines and all this stuff and people might think like oh it's like the same stuff but 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 it is because it works. Sauce, though. It is a secret sauce, you know, right. and it works. And a lot of like the reason, you know, I have people on here because they're doing well for themselves mm -hmm. and they're killing it and they all have similar things. So it's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, and I think with real estate is like what has worked in the past works now. Yeah. Like it does. And the habits of successful people, like if you ask, like I've seen so many videos with CEOs, right? what time do you get up? What do you do in the morning? What are your habits? Right, like where you are right now is a product of the habits that you set for yourself yep. six months ago and five years ago. It's a direct correlation. They all have great habits, and your habits are everything. Yes. And so I think it's it's if you're if you're having successful people on here and that's the consistent trend, although it may be repetitive, well, it's just also probably the truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And same for you, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Big advocate for that. Yeah. So, Mr. Aaron. Yes, sir. Um. You left me speechless this episode, but as uh, we near the end here, if there's any words of wisdom or piece of advice you want to give to 
the viewer out there, whether they're in the business or not, what would it be? Um, I would say, <clears throat> even if it's business related, I would say find something you're passionate about. Focus on how you can make a difference and provide a great service for the client. Don't focus too much on yourself and just look every day, ask yourself, how can what we're doing now be better for the people we're trying to do this for? Yeah. I would say that's, that's the key to really any successful business. It's about the consumer. So, so focus on them. Love it. Take it yeah. off of you. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, dude, killed it. Thank you so much for coming. Hey, thank you for having me on. I would a long also, time coming. I'd also just like to say, I would also like to give a little shout out to Matt here for creating an awesome space. Thank you. For people and other agents within the industry to come on. Um, it was funny. One of the agents, I don't think I've ever told you this. One of the agents that's on my team, Andrew, um, years ago, he like pretty early on, maybe not years ago, but pretty early on, he pointed this out to me, your podcast. Okay. We hadn't connected at that point. Yeah. And he's like, you should really try and get on this one day because this is a really awesome platform. Yeah. And so credit to you for all that you've done to for us to get out there and to create a great space for everyone. So appreciate that, man. Yeah. Shout out Andrew. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Andrew. <laughs> You're gonna love this one. I bet. I guarantee that. <laughs> so uh, yeah, man. This might not be the only. I mean, I probably love to have you on. This was a really good chat. I loved it. So we'll uh, we'll chat for all your new fans out there. Where can they find you? Um, you can find us. I guess my socials is just Aaron um, for Instagram and our team is Farron Associates on Facebook. If you want to connect on socials and, um, you know, we're working in the Coburg Port Hope area. And, and so if anyone's looking to connect, we're happy to. Awesome. Awesome, yeah. man. Thank and to everyone out there, like usual, thank you for all, everything. Thank you for, this, for the support. We love you guys. Please uh, try and leave us a five-star review. It helps us boost the ratings. Uh, we do this for free. So we're going to keep bringing you the value, but if in return, we'd just love a five-star review. And also, please like, subscribe, and share. That also helps. <laughs> so just do all your doings, all right? It's a couple button clicks. It's not hard. And I'm going to keep bringing you the sauce, okay? Until then, though, uh, we will see you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace.